He grew up in the oil fields of West Texas. He's been all over the Western Hemisphere, a radio and TV veteran, former restaurateur, and a cowboy at heart. He's Earl Farrell, and he calls Memphis home because Memphis is cool. This is the Earl Farrell for Memphis show, brought to you by Southern Security, your home team credit union, and by Kathy Thurman Edwards State Farm Insurance. And now, here's your host, Earl Farrell. And thank you very much, and uh, welcome in on a very hot summer day in Memphis, Tennessee. And if you're out there without power, our hearts go out to you. There uh, are still, in fact, it went up. It was uh, set, uh, sitting at 50,000 people affected. has now gone up to 51,672. And really, just about every section of the county is affected, uh, north, east, south, west, um, some have a higher degree of outages in other places. Bartlett, extremely hard hit. Um, in fact, I uh, saw so on Facebook where the, uh, uh, McDonald, former mayor of, uh, Bartlett is without power. He does have, uh, he said, my old generator got it to work and he's got his freezer and his refrigerator and a fan going and that his water heater, uh, you still got some warm water left in there, which if you're in his attic, it's going to be warm water. You don't need a heater. Uh, so they can take a warm shower, but uh, it is a difficult situation for a lot of people. Now MLGW is saying that uh, there really is no timetable for restoring all power. Uh, they were saying it's going to take days, but I think that they're finding out the complexity of all the damage that's been done with transformers out, substations damaged, uh, just the amount of light poles or the utility poles that are down. Um, vegetation over poles that's going to be cut away. And, uh, you know, it's just a difficult situation. The problem is that uh, where are you going to go? I mean, it's, um, uh, it's hot everywhere down south. And so if you have relatives, like I've got relatives in Texas, it's hotter in Texas than it is here. And uh, so uh, it's just you've got to use your uh, resources uh, if you can find a generator, uh, you can find some battery-powered uh, fans, anything you can do to keep yourself cool, uh, even wet rags, uh, keep those cool, uh, get bags of ice, uh, and uh, do anything you can to keep your body temp down. Uh, it's going to be better. Uh, it's just uh, we've been through this before with Hurricane Elvis, with the ice storm, uh, and we will get through this as well. It's just, it's uh, not going to be easy. And uh, of course it never is. As I like to tell my young friends, life ain't easy. I don't know what you're expecting, but the easiest time you'll ever have is when you're about my grandson's age, which is about three, which everything's just dandy. I was watching him eat a popsicle the other day, barefooted outside. I said, you know, you don't realize it right now, but this is about as good as it gets to be three years old, barefoot, eating a popsicle. <laughs> he got no problems. Nobody's uh, expecting very much of you, and uh, you're really just uh, uh, living the good life. You just always think, as you're younger, you always think the good life is coming, and you don't realize that you're actually living the good life right now because uh, sooner or later, responsibility comes in the front door, and the good times go out the back door, and occasionally, occasionally, something good and fun will happen, and enjoy it, relish in it, and... um, and anytime you can rest in the shade, do it because the rest of it is just hard work, hot, and it's unrelenting. So those are my encouraging words for the day. Uh, have a nice life. 
I do want to talk about I got a, the owner of the house where the pool party was in, in Germantown on Saturday. Well, the owner of the house is a guy named Gregory Griffin, and I got his number. Called him. He was on vacation out in California with his uh, family, and I said, uh, told him who I was, and I said, are you the owner of the house in Carville where the pool party was? He said, well, technically, I'm get a, a lease purchase agreement with the guy who is there. And uh, he said, I said, were you aware of this party? He said, only through the news media. He said, I, you know, of course, you get all these alerts and have all these friends on social media. And so we're out here in California, and all of a sudden we're seeing our house uh, in the midst of all this controversy. I said, did, did you have you talked to the guy who's got the lease purchase on your house? Said, oh, yeah. And I said, are there going to be any more parties? He said, 100% no. He said, and this is what uh, this uh, Gregory Griffin told me. He said the guy just wanted to make some extra bucks and thought he could have a pool party and charge the guys and let the ladies in free and uh, make some quick money, rent a couple of buses to shuttle people in and out. I had no idea it was going to turn into what it did. Uh, unintended consequences. That's what I call that. Uh, it happens all the time. The law of unintended consequences. You always want to kind of think things through. What could happen? And apparently this uh, guy who's uh, supposedly in his 30s that owns the house now or has got the lease purchase agreement, uh, did not think it uh, through. Uh, there, I had some people ask me, uh, there was some other houses involved in this or other properties. Uh, I'm trying to find out now, and I, he's going to be back in town next week, if those are also properties that he has owned and uh, lease purchase agreements with other people for that. And the there was a big meeting last night at uh, the City Hall uh, um, in Germantown about all this, and Todd Starnes was there, and I was talking to him just before airtime, and he said the place was packed, and uh, everybody was uh, very uh, polite and congenial. He just said, we don't want this happening again in our community. And the council and everybody there, and the police department assured them that this is not going to be uh, happening again. And uh, at least they're going to be doing everything they can to make sure it does not happen again. And uh, I just think the thing is, it's uh, the, Germantown is such a, has been such a family community so quiet all these years, and to have something like that all of a sudden just pop up one Saturday afternoon right in the middle of your town, and you go, where did this come from? And of course, we were down in Soto County for some big uh, GOP stump speeches on Saturday uh, at the Cedar Hill Farms, and that's all they were talking about was not letting the crime that's in Memphis bleed over into South Haven. And they were all the law enforcement people that were running for office, uh, whether it's uh, uh, Lieutenant uh, governor or uh, sheriff or constable, they're all saying that is their main concern is keeping uh, DeSoto County and South Haven, Ollie Branch, all those cities down there safe. And it's the main goal of everybody in this city. It's just, it's, uh, uh, they let it go so far out of control in Memphis that uh, bring it back in is a difficult thing. I did hear that uh, drag racing and racing um, citations are down this year from last year. That may be because it was just so bad last year, but I still see plenty of people driving way too fast, and they're still having all these wrecks uh, that are people are being killed in, and that's drag racing. Those are not people out just like, going too fast and losing control of their car. These people are running red lights and, and T-boning people, and it's because they're doing stuff they shouldn't be doing. So just uh, be aware of that. And 
always be aware of who's around you, what's going on. You can always put your brakes on, slow up, and get out of the way. And uh, that's what I do. I see people coming up to me real fast from the rear. I move over to the middle lane and give them two choices, right or left. And so uh, just be as careful as you possibly can out there because there are a bunch of people who really don't care about obeying the law or your safety or my safety. Uh, so uh, the uh, weather, once again, is uh, hot. It's 92 right now. We're supposed to be hitting 100 on Thursday and Friday, which the other, I think it was last Sunday, it was 96 and and heavy humidity. And it was just really uh, uh, unbearable. If you're just out and out, usually I can sit outside anytime and I'm in the shade and feel fine, but it was it was so hot it was to, you, you just couldn't breathe. It was like breathing in uh, air from a hair dryer and uh, blowing it on your face. So it was uh, not a pleasant experience. Uh, there's a lot going on nationally. We're going to talk about some of the things that are popping today. Uh, when we come back, we're going to take a quick break. Please stay with us. We'll be back. And welcome back, uh, Summer Breeze. Although it's not exactly what you think of when you think of this song. I always think of a gentle, kind of a warm breeze, not hot air, which is what we got a lot of now. It's 92 degrees here in the nitty-gritty city, and we've got uh, right at uh, 51,600 uh, MLGW customers without power down. And so we'll keep you abreast of that and the latest on it. Uh, right now, we're going to go to the phones. we got Justin. I want to know something about the wheel tax in Shelby County. Good afternoon, Justin. Hey, Earl. This is Justin Johnson out here in Tigerville, Tennessee. Um, so I think everybody's pretty much familiar with um, last night, our county commission voted the uh, actually the ver- first passing to increase our wheel tax. Um, and I'm just really upset because um, all of our Republican county commissioners, besides Amber Mills, uh, voted to increase the will tax. Yeah, as um, I understand it, it's going from $50 to $100 is what the the, the proposal is. Yeah, that's correct. It's an uh, increase of $25. So what I'm really upset about is, uh, you know, this is across the board that Republicans have agreed on in Shelby County that we should not increase taxes. Um, our county commissioners went against that. And even our local Republican Party actually um, passed a resolution on May the 5th that was sponsored and wrote up by Jordan Carpenter saying, hey, as the Republican Party in Shelby County, we don't stand for this because this is unfair and a burden put on the taxpayers. Um, do a lot to mismanagement of funds. So I'm just wondering, what is the local Republican Party going to do moving forward, considering that um, a majority of the Republican county commissioners don't even believe in the same principles that the Republicans in Shelby County believe is not increasing taxes? Well, what you do is uh, you make sure this is the biggest problem that uh, Republican voters have right now is they don't show up to vote. They don't make their voices heard. And uh, things just happen without them. Uh, in, 25% of the registered voters turned out for the last election. Everybody wants to know why nobody was elected that uh, was uh, conservative. Uh, you got to let your representatives know. You got to show up last night. 
they had uh, a couple of hundred people show up at Germantown City Hall in the connection with that pool party that took place. Well, people didn't like that. They didn't like that coming into their city there in Germantown. And if you don't like the wheel tax, you got to let them know. Uh, believe me, when I was the PIO for the sheriff's office, they pay attention to phone calls, letters, emails. Uh, people start making their voices heard, and they go, "We got to get on this, man. People are. This is what people are wanting to know about." And so you you yeah. let them know. I, I will tell you this: I've been here, moved here in '78, and I don't know. Sometime around 1980, they passed a state wheel tax to help provide uh, computers for the kids in school. Well, that's been almost 50 years, and guess what? We're still paying for that wheel tax. They never once they instituted, they never take it away. And if they raise it again, it ain't going to ever go away, and uh, it's just going to become permanent. So the best thing you could do is contact everybody on the county commission, uh, anybody that you know that uh, it's, it's, it has something to do with the county uh, or in a conservative or in the, the GOP party. Let them know. Uh, we're, we're, we don't want this, and we're watching. If you don't do something to stop it, you ain't going to be there the next time it comes up because it will be another next time. Yes. Well, I'm just one person. I've already sent an email to my county commissioner, David Bradford. I've already contacted all my friends out here that live in um, Collierville, and I plan to attend the Shelby County, I guess, executive level meeting on uh, July the 6th. Um, I just hope that somebody will listen and do something before we lose everything we have in this county, because it seems like everything we're doing is counterproductive. Uh, to growth and actually keeping people here. <laughs> well, and you know, you, we I live in Collierville. We pay a $30 wheel tax in Collierville. Now, this will be in addition to that, you see. So uh, mm-hmm. it's just, uh, you're right. This is what uh, keeps people from uh, wanting to move here, along with the crime and everything else. Thank goodness we do have a good police department in Collierville, and they're keeping the crime down and, and staying on top of it. But, um, you know, then we've got the city and the county, and we've got to contend with that. You can't forget about it. And you're doing the right thing, Justin. And uh, just keep it up. That's what I'm going to do. All right. Well, hopefully maybe I'll see you at the Kroger uh, in Carterville. Well, I spent a lot of time there, brother. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the shopper. <laughs> All right. All right, Justin. Thank, thank you, you for calling. Thanks thank for listening. It really is true, man. You you get on the uh, any of these taxes. Uh, when's the last time you ever say, well, we're going to do any of that tax. We've had, we got plenty of money. And we're, we're going to rebate it, and uh, and it never happens. So uh, just, uh, you know, let every, anybody you know that is your representative, let them know that is not what you want to, to take place. And so uh, that's about all you can do. Did you hear about this? And speaking of, of taxes, uh, going back to the Tea Party, Boston Tea Party, in New York City is suggesting that they stop any kind of peaches from being made with coal, or with um, gas, or those wood-burning uh, pizza ovens. And um, he walks into uh, the uh, uh, city hall there in New York City with a big, giant pizza and starts throwing it at the, in the hall at the, at the building. Here's a cut, uh, cut number five. Apparently, the woke-ass idiots who run this city are doing everything in their power to destroy it. We have naked men with their titties bouncing around all over the city yesterday, in public, in front of children. We have the most violent, raging crime rate ever. We are being invaded by illegal immigrants who are being treated way better than our homeless veterans. 
our teachers and first responder heroes who were fired, still not compensated because they didn't take the Fauci injection. Our city schools produce the dumbest kids and the woke-ass punks who run New York City are afraid of pizza? The world used to respect New Yorkers as tough, thick-skinned, and gritty. Now we have become pizzified. It's a damn shame. You heard of the Boston Tea Party? Well, this is the Boston, New York, this is the New York Pizza Party. Give us pizza or give us death. <laughs> I like that guy. That guy's. I'm on his team. He was actually picking up these pieces of pizza and throwing it at City Hall. Uh, he, he threw the box at him. He threw the tissue paper inside the box at him. And uh, he made some very good points. I mean, absolutely, this country is being taken over by a bunch of woke people that are, it, it's the dog, the tail's dog wagging the dog. And we're the majority. What are we letting this happen for? Uh, but if you if you let it happen, it will happen. It's called a vacuum. And just as, as I was saying a minute ago, only 25% of the Repo- registered Republicans turned out in the last election to vote. Uh, you got to get interested and take part in, in our uh, world or it will take part of you. Because they do show up and they do know how it works. And uh, you just may, wishing it would go away uh, doesn't get it. And so until people, more people like this guy in New York City says, uh, hey, give me pizza or give me death. And I, I strongly believe in that. I don't know what I'd do if we had, didn't have pizza. And, and somebody else pointed out today, if, you, if you've ever had New York City pizza that cooked in a, in a wood oven and then you eat, uh, you know, some, you get it Kroger out of the box, it's frozen. I mean, it fills you up and, and it doesn't taste horrible, but there's a world of difference. And for them to come along and saying this is going to save the world, come on, man. Come on. Don't go there. So, uh, at any rate, uh, I'm looking here at the outage map. It's down some more now. It's just at uh, 5,187. So, MLGW is out there uh, making progress. So, don't give up on them. I saw a big uh, caravan of trucks going into Collierville as I was leaving there. So they're all over the area, and they've got people in from all over the uh, the U.S. Uh, helping our guys with MLGW. So it's not just the people we have here on the payroll. They've got teams from all over in trying to solve our problems with no electricity, and uh, all we can hope for is we don't get hit again. This is about the fifth storm we've had this since the first of the year that's uh, been very severe, and uh, it uh, takes a toll every time. I know a lot of people say, well, if I just had underground uh, utilities, which that's no guarantee, they still have to get to us above ground on those main um, transmission lines. You see those giant ones. That's how it comes in from the power plants to the cities and distributed after that on uh, utility wheels, wooden utility poles. And then for the communities that have underground uh, utilities, then it goes underground, but it's got to get to you. So everybody hang in there. Uh, we got uh, Diane Kimbrough coming in to talk about how to save on health care, and that's always something you can do that you just don't take for granted either. Stay with us.
Now, back to the Earl Farrell for Memphis show, brought to you by Southern Security, your home team credit union, and by Kathy Thurman Edwards State Farm Insurance. Once again, Earl Farrell. And thank you very much and welcome back in studio with me right now is Diane Kimbrough, uh, Lady Di, your healthcare PI, and uh, right now staying inside under the air conditioning would be your best healthcare advice, I would suppose. Absolutely. Stay cool. Yeah, it's a 92 out there. It feels hotter. Th- Thursday and Friday, it's going to be 100, and so far we haven't hit 100 this year. I'm not sure we hit 100 last year. Last year, our summer really wasn't that bad. Uh, but remember the year before that, we had something like 27 days over 100 degrees. Okay, so I'm going to tell you what I told my husband this weekend. We were coming back from the lake. We did a quick run up there to to cover the boat. We forgot to, we didn't forget. We wanted to let the cover dry. But anyway, we got back and I said, you know, I hate to tell you this, but I know your favorite time of the year is summer. It is not my favorite time. <laughs> my favorite is spring and fall. Mine and, too. And, but my top of the line is winter. Do you know why? You don't sweat. You can add clothes. <laughs> you can always add clothes. You don't clothes. want me to go naked. No. Well, <laughs> they tell me that all the time. In fact, there's a law. There's a law. It spells it out. Uh, you it, might not get arrested, though. <laughs> <laughs> depends on what movement you say you're with. You know? Or, to be, yeah, it depends on where you live and, yeah. and uh, what movement you're with. You're right. But it is, uh, you're right, you can't, uh, although I did see this thing, and it's, it's no accident on Facebook. They've had these ads for this thing called Icy Breeze, it's, it looks like a ice chest with a uh, heat inverter in there, and you pack the thing with ice, and then you turn on this motor, and it blows ice-cold air out of it for uh, $289. Bucks. Wait till it goes down to eighty nine ninety nine, and we'll get it, because <laughs> it will. <laughs> well, maybe we can all go in on one. <laughs> and, it's your day to keep the cooler. <laughs> Uh, but there really are, there's, there's things you can do. And right now with people that are, they're sitting there thinking, okay, I want to buy a generator because the next time the the power goes out, I'm not going to be one stuck without any kind of air conditioning or anything. Yeah. And the way you do that is find someplace else you can save money and then and take that hundred a month and buy you a generator for a thousand bucks at the end of the, the, the year, whenever you come up or with it. Depending your, on what size you need. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the, there's one for the Honda. It's a little Honda, 2000 watt uh, generator. Cost a thousand bucks. It's quiet as a mouse. Put it out in the backyard or the patio. Run an extension cord from it inside uh, and power your TV, your refrigerator, your freezer. Are they are they paying for you to cover this? No, I'm doing it <laughs> because I what I did back during the Hurricane Elvis uh, was I got an inverter, hooked it up to my battery of my car, ran an extension out of the back of the house, and I sat there and watched cable TV and had a fan on me and. <laughs> And Kathy goes, this doesn't bother you at all, does it? Like, <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah. All you needed was that cooler that has the cool air that comes Well, out. <laughs> I did the best I could. I had a big bucket with ice in it and had my feet in the bucket. <laughs> did we get a picture of that? I need to know. <laughs> well, I think you can draw a kind of a middle image of it. <laughs> I don't want to. Had a big, had a big cocktail in my hand. <laughs> and one of those little hats that looks like an umbrella on my head. Okay, quit talking, Earl. <laughs> I'm trying to save you now. Okay. Uh, bad <laughs> oh image, right? Okay. <laughs> Uh, but so, but this is one place that you can help people yes. save money, and you do it all the time. Yeah, I'm really excited because I recently came across a new product that is not a health insurance plan, but it's a it's on a platform where uh, you get healthcare benefits and you get them immediately. And uh, so instead of waiting to go see a doctor, whether it's urgent care, because not all urgent care is a cut 
or a broken bone. It could be that you have a serious sinus infection or you just need to get some antibiotics or something like that. So what this uh, company did is they came up with a product called Acoast Direct. And you can sign up and it can be effective tomorrow. It is a primary care provider virtual concierge service. And with this, you get a navigation team, a navigation care team that helps navigate you with further services that they have contracted on your behalf. You do this all online? You do it all on the phone. You can do it FaceTime. Um, You can have your phone with you, pull it up, and talk to them on your phone. You can text them in the app that you have on your phone. Wow. So if you need to know something within the next 30 minutes, you can text them and they'll text you back. And when you think about any times that happens, you wake up and you're, you're, you think you're beginning to have a cough and it looks like an upper respiratory infection, and you call them and you say, look, I got this cough and, and it started last night, I'm running a little temp, and they say, okay, I'm going to call you in a Z-pack. And, but the, they, by law, so many times you have to go see the doctor. This qualifies for seeing the doctor because you're actually, they're seeing, putting eyes on you. And, yes. And let me go a step further. So what they did to make this different than just a telehealth type of service, they also have a prescription service that comes with this. Wow. And they do free shipping. And they do free delivery. In some states, in areas in some of the states, they have delivery. Just depends on where you're located. And in some, they ship it within 24 hours. Which is huge. It's uh, huge. because And uh, it's free. And your prescriptions are free. The prescriptions are free? Your first two, if they're generic. Oh. Well, then that's a start for me. (laughs) Well, I'm just telling you, and this is for all ages. Mm -hmm. You're not limited. If you're on Medicare, this is a great plan for you. If you don't want to have to go see a doctor 24-7, you have a couple of meds. Like my mother could really do this one, honestly, because she just takes blood pressure. I shouldn't be saying that, should I? Well, Um, this lady you know. (laughs) (laughs) I've known a long time. (laughs) But, you know, like if you're on just medications for blood pressure or for um, uh, cholesterol, they usually come hand in hand. Um, Even if you're on something for diabetes, this would be a great tool for you to use to help navigate your care without having to always run to the doctor to get your scripts filled. Also, it comes with a mental health app and I just offered this and sold it to a young lady yesterday she has a really good health plan but she's like I just need to do something with mental health in addition to this and I need to see if I need medications so what we did is we signed her up she's going to call and talk to a psychiatrist not a therapist not this is a psychiatrist who can uh, determine if they need meds the first three call four calls are free with a psychiatrist and if you like the services they can go ahead and order you the, you know, the prescriptions if they want. And so do they psychoanalyze you over the, over the phone or uh, just face-to-face? Mm-hmm. You're on the phone face-to-face. Which, which they could do because it doesn't take somebody long to figure out what, you know, okay, I'm suffering from anxiety. Well, tell me what some of your symptoms mm-hmm. are and when do you feel that? And with that, they can at least begin you on some kind of curriculum because mm-hmm. that's what it really is. It's, uh, yeah. it's testing the water and... and uh, uh, Saying we're going to try this for a little bit, see how it works with you, and we'll make adjustments after that. And also, if your first four visits go really well and you like the services you're getting, then you can stay on with this particular uh, psychiatrist, or you can go down a level to maybe um, a psychologist or a therapist, and, and the hourly fees are not as much, but they're still not out of, out of range. And um, if you need lab work, 
they already have pre-negotiated rates with local facilities. And, yeah, which can and end up costing a bundle if you don't have a coverage on lab rates. The most their panels cost is $10 a panel. Wow. $10. That's huge. You could do that. Yeah. So I'm just saying, instead of paying a $25 copay to go get lab work, you sign up here, you let them order your lab work, and they get your work back, and they read your stuff. And if there's something that you need to be put on or a different way of lifestyle of living to change maybe your numbers, what, whatever that needs to be, you've got a care team. Not just one doctor. It's a team of individuals who are medically licensed. Which is, what a great concept. Yeah, and, the, and, and here's the best part of it. It's not going to break the bank. So let's say that you want a catastrophic plan that covers those really expensive catastrophic events, cancer, heart attack, stroke, massive wreck, or something like that. And then you just want something that if I need to get meds, I can get it. You can get this, and it's $79 an individual. That's amazing. It's 110 for a husband and wife, and it's 125 for a family, no matter how many kids. You tell them what COBRA costs people that they work for a company, and then they end up leaving the company for one reason or another, and they say, put them on a COBRA. It's like thousands. I, yeah. I mean, it's literally thousands, <laughs> thousands. a month yeah. to, to stay on it, and nobody can afford it. And especially if you've got, like, I've got a situation, too, where I have one spouse that's really healthy. The other spouse has a lot of meds they take. And something like this makes so much more sense if they have a catastrophic plan and they have this and they don't even take meds. And so this would give them access for $79 a month to a primary care provider, to an urgent care if they needed that, to mental health services. And they're going to keep expanding the services they offer. Don't ask me how yet, but it's a work in progress. But what a great concept because we are going into the Zoom meetings and into yeah. the live. And, but, and this cuts out the middleman. Yeah, which is, we should have cut him out a long time ago. Yeah, right. <laughs> How do they get in touch with you? And uh, also, it's not just this. I mean, they, you can she can take a look and find the best plan for you because she carries a number of different products yes. just like this one. Yes. Uh, call me at 901-606-9091. All right, I do need to tell you there is breaking news. Shelby County Mayor Lee Harris declared a state of emergency uh, this afternoon. As more than 50,000 Memphis like gas and water customers remain without power. About a quarter of LGW customers lost power after the Sunday evening storm. Uh, winds upward of 80 miles per hour to down trees and power lines. Uh, the Baker Community Center in Millington is now open as a day center. Where customers still lacking electricity can cool down, the community center will be open to the building between 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. That's at 7942 Church Street. So be aware of that, and also all the libraries here in Shelby County, along with the community centers, are open as well. How are things in Tipton County? That's a good question. Yeah, we were in church Sunday night when it all hit. What a great place to be, right? We came out of the right there, place. The right place to be, and when we came out of there, we went to Bartlett immediately because my best friend lives there, and a tree fell in her husband's truck. Oh. But it fell on the side, so we were fine. Well, uh, just but in Millington's, a, uh, it's a mess. We got missed. <coughs> We live right outside of Millington. We live in Tipton County, and if you go through Millington, we couldn't go through Millington coming home. Yeah, I heard it just all blocked no, off. No, it was terrible, and all the businesses, the stoplights are all blown off, so everything is four-way stop. Nobody knows how to do four-way stop, by the way. No, they do. There's some people cheat. <laughs> yeah, they, they, but they, that's dangerous. <laughs> well, it is, and it's also inconsiderate. Most of the people, I said this yesterday, most of the people are pulling up, stopping, and, and being courteous and 
being careful. Other people are pulling up going, I don't care what anybody's doing. I got I got to get there now. I'm not stopping. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> stopping. I got the right of way. Y'all better stop for me. But anyway, the Millington looks really rough. Bartlett looked really rough. Uh, thank go- thank goodness nobody that we know was hurt. But they, they thought in Bartlett, some of the places, they got their power back on yesterday. Well, they're working on it. We're down. To, yeah, they're down doing to, a good job. I'm, uh, honestly, considering fact, what I saw. I saw everything down. It was like Armageddon. It, yeah. it was the streets were horrible to well, drive on. They say it's the sixth worst storm in the history. I believe uh, that of this whole area. So I it, went and checked on my mother as well, who lives in Cordova, and she lives in uh, Harbor Chase, and it's a senior living facility. And thank goodness, on her side of the street, they had their electricity. On the right side of the street, none. there was none. Yeah. Oh, I went to Stern Cardiovascular Center yesterday, and uh, I saw these people standing outside. I said, well, y'all waiting to get in? They said, no, we can get in. There's no lights. And that whole area, West Clinic, across the street, that, that whole, whole area. It's just that grid. That, yeah, that whole grid. So uh, We don't have electric cars, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making a statement, folks. <laughs> we're just talking just here. Just an observation. <laughs> but we're all glad we don't have electric cars. <laughs> Because guess what? If there's no electricity, you ain't going nowhere. Yeah, not anywhere. All right, Diane uh, Kimbrough, uh, give the number out one more time. 901-606-9091. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back on a hot day. Um, I'm continuing to monitor MLG and W, the outage map, and we're down now to 50,061 customers. So they're making progress. Uh, I hope you're next if you're without power. They get in there. I did read this just a minute ago. The Shelby County Mayor Lee Harris has declared a state of emergency uh, this afternoon uh, as more than 50,000 MLGW customers are without power. About a quarter of MLGW customers lost power Sunday evening uh, with winds up to 80 miles an hour with down trees and power lines. The Baker Community Senator in Center, I'm going to keep calling it a senator, it's a center in Millington is now open as a day center where customers still lacking electricity can cool down. The community center will be open to the public between 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. at 7942 Church Street. Also, the libraries and uh, community centers in Shelby County are all open if you need uh, to get out of the heat there. And uh, as I said, MLGW is continuing to uh, work on all the outages all over the area, and it is widespread, so just hang in there. Uh, Looking now at the traffic map uh, to see, because a lot of this stuff is affecting uh, traffic flows because all these streets are uh, are um, uh, four-way stops. The signals are still out, and uh, so it's uh, imperative that people get out there and uh, and uh, obey the the temporary rules. We got an accident uh, at Riverdale at uh, Nancana. That was reported uh, by Memphis Police Department at 256. Looks like all the other traffic is uh, flowing pretty good. I see a lot of green and very little red, some just some yellow. So that means, uh, for the most part, other than some construction areas, traffic is moving pretty well out there. Uh, hopefully a lot of people sit there and watch what was happening going, let's go to Aunt Martha's in Maine. That's where I would head. 
just talked to somebody today that's headed up to New York um, Friday, New York City, and it's only in the 80s up there. They have no idea what it's like down here. Uh, it's hot, and uh, it's going to continue to be hot uh, Thursday and Friday, and it was going to be about 100. Then we do have a slight cool down over the weekend where it's only going to get uh, around uh, 94 uh, in the lower 90s. So hopefully we can all deal with that and uh, just uh, remain cool, move slowly. And uh, I did tell you about this thing. It's called the Icy Breeze. And it's just, it looks like a, a ice chest. And you, in fact, you can put your drinks and stuff you want to keep cold in there. It's on wheels. And you, it's got a handle. You can pull it so you can go to live at the garden. But it's also an air conditioner. It actually blows ice air on you, just like coming out of the vent on your car. They ain't cheap. It's uh, $389. But, hey, man, what price uh, comfort? So, uh, you know, take a look at everything and uh, and then... Find something that you can live with. I know I've got my little fan I take to live at the garden. It, it knocks off about 10 degrees. And thank God that it was. we went Saturday night, not Sunday night, because it was hot well up until the storm hit, and then it cooled off dramatically. But it's because it blew everything of, of humidity and heat somewhere to the East Coast. We're going to take a quick break, uh, and then we're going to talk about uh, home rates and car rates. Uh, you might think it's not a good time to buy but you would be wrong. We'll talk about it coming up. He grew up in the oil fields of West Texas. He's been all over the Western Hemisphere. A radio and TV veteran, former restaurateur, and a cowboy at heart. He's Earl Farrell, and he calls Memphis home because Memphis is cool. This, this is the Earl Farrell for Memphis show, brought to you by Southern Security, your home team credit union, and by Kathy Thurman Edwards State Farm Insurance. And now, here's your host, Earl Farrell. And thank you very much, and uh, welcome back. Uh, well, we're back up to 52,264 MLGW customers affected by the power outages. Uh, so they go down. We were down at 50,000 50, and change a minute ago. But a lot of times when they turn power back on, it pulls down other neighborhoods, and, and sometimes they have to shut down neighborhoods to bring it back up. So just uh, don't freak out. Just keep your patience. Uh, joining me in studio right now is Marcus Beecham with uh, Southern Security Federal Credit Union. And I was by there this morning, saw Don Grader. Yep. And uh, we were just talking about that, that uh, you know, it's still a great time uh, to buy a home. Uh, it's a great time to buy a car. Yep, absolutely. I mean, everybody thinks, well, interest rates are up. They are from where it was, which was zero. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, I mean, you can still get in a 30-year mortgage right now under 6% or all. You're looking at 20, you can get a 25 and a half, five and a quarter, somewhere in there. I mean, so why that sounds high compared to where we are were historically, we're still at an all-time low on rates. Well, I'll tell you how fast uh, homes that are up for sale are moving. We just had uh, uh, some people right across the street from where I live in, in Halley out in Collierville. They put their house on the market with an open house on Saturday, and they had four offers in that afternoon. They didn't open until noon. Four offers, and then they uh, uh, picked the best one they wanted, and uh, they they put that was it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, if you're wanting to sell, now's the time. Yeah, everybody's looking to move before school starts, getting settled. Want to make sure their kids get in that school district that they want to be in. So if you're looking to sell, I mean, now's a great time. And 
when you're ready to buy another one, just give us a call. Here's the thing also is with cars, uh, and I think young people, because I go through this with my own kids, is uh, they want to, when they decide they want a car, they want to go out and get it right then, and they go to a dealer, and the dealer says, yeah, we can handle all the financing right here, and we can take care of you. We can get you that warranty. We can get you everything you need right here. The reason it's very important to shop it around and come see Marcus over at Southern Security is because I know with my own case, I went just bought a car not long ago, and the dealer offered me a deal at three points higher than I ended up getting with Southern Security. Another year of payments. Yeah. And they wanted uh, several thousand dollars down. Yeah, absolutely. And then you said you had a young lady came to you. Yeah, I've had two examples in the last week. Last Friday, I had a young lady that known for a long time was texting me, asked me what I thought about a car, looked at the value for her, asked her, I said, hey, what kind of interest rate are they giving you? Great credit score, you know, nearly a 700 credit squirrel. And uh, she goes, 11 and a half. And I just said, no, <laughs> in all capital letters. And I said, please come see me. And so we were able to get her at six and a quarter. Wow. Uh, we were able to get her, save her about $800 on the warranty that uh, the dealership was offering her warranty-wise. Had another deal that I did yesterday. Um, they were doing a trade-in deal, had a good amount down, but we looked at the warranty. I was able to get them warranty and gap and still save them $500 from what the dealership was trying to get them warranty on. Tell, tell them about the gap, too, which is very Man. important. People don't understand about what can happen to you. You buy a car, the minute you drive it off the lot, it yeah, You're losing the value, the value 100%. You know, insurance isn't going to pay you that, right? So right. you pull out of the parking lot, get popped, insurance ain't going to pay you what you just financed. So what gap does is gap covers the gap. It covers the difference. Best $649 you can spend. Uh, great thing about us is if you have to use the gap, uh, meaning insurance didn't pay off your balance, they'll pay off the remaining balance. And with us, if you finance the next car with us, they get, we have a plus $1,000 benefit. Well, we'll give you $1,000 when you use the gap. Wow. So literally, you're making 350 bucks <laughs> And didn't do anything. And you didn't do anything. And you're buying it. you got to get a new car anyway because the other one's totaled. And so our gap product is great. It's very affordable. I have not seen a dealership that can get gap for under $649. And so, I mean, our, I know we talk about this a lot, but I really, our products are just superior. They just... We're able to do that because we are a not-for-profit. So we're to use those profits, buy down rates, buy down products, and give our members the best deal possible. And the thing I don't understand with people is they'll go to Kroger and see what the prices are there. Then they'll go to Superlow, yeah. and they'll compare the same things, and they'll, they'll go, well, this is much better at Superlow. I'm going to buy here. Yeah. Why? Why? What is it about going to a credit union from a bank that freaks them out so much? Yeah, you know, I think maybe just um, – I don't mean it's negative, maybe a lack of education, don't really just understand the difference. Uh, but when you understand that you are an owner, yeah, when, you, when you buy into that credit union, you have ownership in that credit union. And that's why we're able to give you the deals and work the things that we're able to work. I mean, it, it's, it's a life-changing deal for people. And by law, you can't charge above, what, 18% 18%, on credit cards? 17.99. Yep. And so, uh, you know. The, the, on any product. Any product there. Yeah. And so you go to a bank and you get a credit card through a bank. Goodness knows where it can stop, especially right now. I mean, yeah. you have people all the time that come in and uh, are trying to figure out. They're thinking maybe I got to go bankrupt. Yeah, I want to challenge you. Look at um, look at your credit card statement. Let me know if you find one under twenty five percent right now. I'm telling you right now, you won't find it. Ours are holding to about fourteen and a half. So what you do is you come see Marcus and yep. you sit there and you say, "This is what I've got on credit cards." And he said, "Okay, we're going to pay off those credit cards and we're going to open up an account on this one." 
Because you'll never, it'll take you 30 years to pay off the credit cards. Oh, absolutely. They said right now, I heard this this morning, there's over, there's an additional 20 or a trillion dollars in debt on credit cards that's been created since uh, the pandemic. Wow. And that means people are living off your credit cards. You, you, you're not going to win that game. You're not. So you need to do something about it. Yeah. And stuff. I think there's also a, a phobia about going in and saying, look, here's where I am. Yeah. It's not an embarrassment. No, it, no, it is. It, Marcus sees it all the time, yeah. and these are hardworking people. That it's not our fault that there's inflation, 100%. and that everybody is paying more for everything. It's his job is to help you find a way out of it. Yeah, hundred percent. It's it's a judgment free zone. I know that sounds cliche, but it truly is. I don't think anybody has ever been in a situation where you didn't need help. Nope. Or where you had gotten in a situation where you, you felt overwhelmed or you got too deep in. So don't don't let embarrassment or shame keep you from coming and having a conversation. And uh, there it's, you know, I, I just can't tell you how many people I've talked to that have joined the credit union and had them help them and say it was life-changing. And it really is. If it you is. think think about what it would be like to go to sleep tonight and, and take a deep breath and go, everything's paid for. Yeah. We were able to do that a couple weeks ago. Um with a young lady, one of our consumer loan managers, Chad, he was able, at first we weren't able to get her finance, but he took a look at, went a little deeper, um, went a little stronger for what she was just asking for. And we actually paid off every single bit of her debt and we were able to use it in uh, the equity in her home and pay literally. She has a mortgage payment and she has a HELOC payment and that's the only two payments she has. And it cleared up about $950 a month. At incredible interest rates, which means she was just, that money was just going out the window. Yeah, it was not she's reducing paying 28% the, on everything. And, and not reducing the principal by anything. No, no, you it always, was unbelievable. You always pay the interest first, and then when you get it paid to a certain point, that's when they start taking down yep. your principal. Yep. Absolutely. But if you've got a huge amount, it, it, it's just a, it's a, a ball game you ain't going to win. How can they get in touch with you, Marcus? Man, you can call us at 901 452 Seven nine zero zero. We'll be glad to help you any way we possibly can. I go by and see them there on Poplar Avenue, uh, just down from uh, what's that? Uh, well, right across from the uh, the Antique Mall. Yep, oh, Kroger, right across from Kroger. Kroger, uh, right before or after Corky's, so or right around the corner from Corky's, right there beside us. So uh, there's food places all around there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> most most people listening probably know where Corky's at. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Marcus Beecham, thank you, sir. Thanks, sir. I appreciate it. I bet. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And welcome back. All right. Uh, We're down to 48,835 MLGW customers without power. First time we've been below 50,000 all day. Well, really since this whole thing started. So uh, keep going, power guys. I lived in Canada. That's what they called them. You work for the power company. You were the power boys. Yeah, we got them power boys out there now putting up the lines, eh? Could be a cold winter. You boys do your job. <laughs> and you know what a couch was in Canada? It wasn't a couch. It was a divan. And the refrigerator was a fridge. Uh, there were a lot of things that were different about Canada. And when it got to believe it was zero degrees, nobody went outside. Only the crazy American kids from Texas uh, were going out to the outdoor skating rinks. We were out there going to the little huts they had with a cold stove in there so you could put your skates on and take them off because your fingers would get so numb. You couldn't feel them to untie your laces. 
there were times we would walk home from the skating rink on our on our ice skates because we couldn't our fingers were too numb to take them off even with gloves i think back many times about how i'm glad i don't live in canada anymore <laughs> there were two years we moved back to texas and i went woo people go you want to go live in a cold climate i said nah i'm good i've been to colorado wyoming um, a bunch of places out west but always in the summertime i love those places of the summer spring and summer but ain't going back in the winter we have enough snow right here in the Mid-South. This is an interesting article that came out today. President Donald Trump told Newsmax on Monday that he knows and respects Democratic 2024 presidential candidate Robert F. Kennedy Jr., and he feels he has important points to make in the race. Do you see the video of RFK Jr. the other day? It's over the weekend, I think. He's out there doing push-ups uh, in some outdoor workout area. He's just got on blue jeans and, and no shirt on. Guy's 69 years old. He stands up. I'm, I'm sitting there going, it's like Marky Wahlberg or somebody. I'm going, what? Look at this guy. And not only that, he really makes some great points. And that's what Trump is saying. He said, I will say RFK Jr., who I've known not very well, but I've known him for a while, respected him, and a lot of people respect him, Trump said during Eric Bowling the balance on Monday. He's got some very important points to be made, and he's a respected person. Kennedy, who is 69 and comes from the politically politi- political dynasty and the son of the late uh, Democratic New York Senator Robert F. Kennedy, who was assassinated in 1968 and the nephew of the late President John F. Kennedy, who was assassinated in 63, and the late Massachusetts Senator Ted Kennedy. New York Times reported June 19th uh, that while President Joe Biden has the nation's top Democrats behind his reelection bid, Kennedy could be a thorn in his side, currently polling as much as 20% support among Democratic voters. Could Bobby Kennedy catch a spark? Maybe. Michael Novogratz, a billionaire Democratic donor who supported Biden in 2020 but has pledged not to back any candidate older than 72, told the news outlet he's alienated himself because of some of the anti-vax positions, but he's a bright man articulate, eloquent, and connected as the Kennedy's name and would pull a lot of the Trump voters, which I think is really interesting that Trump would say the guys makes a lot of sense. And this guy's saying that he would pull a lot of Trump voters away. I got to tell you, I like the guy. I mean, he's definitely a, 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 a Democrat and liberal, but more liberal like his uncles and his father and, uh, which were, they were reasonable, uh, Democrats as many of the Democrats were back in the day. Now it's like Cooksville, you know, the, uh, the, the gang or whatever you call them, the, uh, those women that uh, are against everything, AOC and her, her band of thieves. Uh, but uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. is, uh, he's a constitutionalist, a strict, he believes in the Constitution, believes in the Second Amendment, because he said in order to keep the First Amendment, which is freedom of speech, you got to have the Second Amendment because they're doing everything they can to take that away from us. Um, and he says that despite his pedigree, Kennedy has taken heat for his anti-vaccination positions and other positions to the right of the Democratic narrative, which makes some of the left feel he could take votes away from Trump. A May 25th CNN poll has Biden leading the Democratic field with 60% of the vote, followed by Kennedy at 20%, and author Marion Williamson with 8%. 
The most troubling part of the poll for Biden campaign is that while 45% of those surveyed said they would definitely support the candidate they picked in the poll, a majority, 55%, said they would and might change their mind on who they end up voting for in the primary. The polling was conducted with 1,227 U.S. adults between May 17th and 20th. There's a margin of error of uh, plus 3.7. But I think it's just interesting that, uh, you know, he's he's comes from the Kennedy family, which, gosh, I mean, uh, even his his cousin, um, John F. Kennedy Jr., was killed in that tragic plane crash. I mean, it's like there aren't many Kennedys left. And... uh, He's, uh, he's he's not afraid of anything. He knows how everything works. And he said the first thing he would do is come in and get rid of the the uh, education department. And that Weinberg, Randy Weinberg, she got promoted by Biden the other day into some other agency that I'm sure she'll do her best to destroy our nation with because she did that with the, the, the National Teachers uh, Education Union. Um, and then you got Kamala Harris who has plunged to a record low for the VP in net favorability. I played this uh, audio the other day of her talking about frogs. I mean, you always heard this frog about you want to boil, you know, turn the heat up on somebody, do it slowly before they realize what's happened, they're cooked. And that's the old story of the frog. You put them in just warm water in a pot, and they're, oh, this, this feels great. Slowly turn it up, and by the time they're cooked, they're cooked. Well, then she she continues the story. This thing she just must have made up because I've never heard it before. She says, then there's the second frog. And this one, they turn up the water full blast, and it's just boiling, and the frog jumps in there and immediately jumps back out again. So what's the moral of the story? You don't want to be the first frog. I'm going, what? <laughs> what? Well, apparently a lot of people heard that story. Uh, she's now entered the record books Monday when an NBC news poll reveals she has the most unpopular vice president in history. I'm talking about everybody. The poll showed 49% of the registered voters have a negative view of the 58-year-old compared to 32% of the positive. And that's not all. Overall, Harris received a net negative rating of minus 17. That is the lowest net negative rating for a vice president in the history of the poll when it was up against the last four vice presidents during their tenures with Mike Pence at minus four, uh, Joe Biden plus one in December 2010, Dick Cheney at plus 23 in May 2003, and Al Gore at plus 15 in March of 95. I mean, it's like nobody likes this woman. And then I heard, I saw an article this weekend that turns out that Bo Biden, who was the son that uh, died of a, I think it was a brain tumor, uh, he also served in the military, and um, but while he, uh, at some point, was he was actually having an affair with Kamala Harris. This is the president's oldest son. While while uh, Hunter Biden, who was having an affair with with uh, the son, the oldest son's uh, beau, his wife. I mean, you can't make this stuff up, uh, and it's just it's just bizarro. And uh, then I saw this other article today, which I thought was pretty amazing too. Is they and this was Reuters who came with, wrote this article that they went back and did backgrounds on all the living presidents. And you know, the only there's only one living president right now whose family had no ties to slavery, 
one. All the rest of the living presidents, including Obama, including Clinton, including uh, 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 Jimmy Carter, uh, well, anybody who's still alive, uh, but all those people have have uh, connections to slavery except for Donald Trump. <laughs> and so I, I told somebody, I said, does that mean they can ne- they're never going to build any statues to the Bushes or to the Clintons or to Jimmy Carter because they all had ties to slavery? Look how many people they've torn down statues from the Civil War because they fought in the Civil War. So does that mean that's the end for these guys? Well, if you go according to their their ideology, that is it. And then this came out today about this latest blunder uh, raising eyebrows. You probably heard it on some of the newscasts where Biden uh, said he made this quip about profiting from the sale of state secrets. Apparently that was just a, a joke. But it's just like he said the other day, where's the money? Well, they're looking for the money. And uh, I think they're, they're getting close. We'll talk more about that when we come back. Stay with us. Now, back to the Earl Farrell for Memphis show, brought to you by Southern Security, your home team credit union, and by Kathy Thurman Edwards State Farm Insurance. Once again, Earl Farrell. And thank you very much, and welcome back. Uh, we're now at 48,459 MLGW customers without power, and uh, a rather toasty day, and it's not the end of it. Uh, then this, uh, came out today, Texas nighttime temperatures are a symptom of a new, more dangerous kind of a heat wave. The brutal heat is wave is expanding across Texas and the South this week, impacting millions of Americans with triple digit temperatures and extreme humidity that is cranking up the heat index, making it feel hotter than 110 degrees in some of the region's most popular cities. But forecasters are warning that there is a more dangerous aspect of this heat wave and one that is becoming more common because of the climate crisis. Overnight temperatures are not cooling down enough, offering little reprieve from the oppressive heat, particularly for people who don't have access to air conditioning. I got to ask, I don't know who wrote this story, but if you don't know, of course we've got people here that don't have air conditioning because of the power outages. But if you don't have air conditioning in the, here in the South, you're not staying here. I mean, you cannot survive. It says that the National Weather Service highlighted the insidious nature of this week's heat in a statement on Monday when forecasters at the Weather Prediction Center noted that there may be more danger than a typical heat event due to the longevity of near-record high temperatures that extend into the nighttime hours and elevated the heat index readings. Overnight temperatures records are expected to far outpace daytime records this week. Around 90 afternoon high temperature records could be broken across the south from Texas to the Mississippi Valley and parts of Florida, according to the data from the National Weather Service. But overnight temperatures will also stay abnormally high with potentially 180 nighttime records broken over the next seven days. Hotter nights are a consequence of the climate crisis, scientists have warned. On average, nights are warming faster than days in most of the U.S., according to the National Climate Assessment. 
you know, I just saw an article yesterday that said that the, the seas are going to start rising. They've been telling us that for, what, 30 years, that Miami was going to be underwater, Manhattan was going to be underwater. And then they say these are the uh, the worst storms we've ever had. Well, it turns out this was the sixth worst storm we've ever had, not the first worst storm we've ever had. I'm not taking away anything from the, how bad it is. I'm just saying that they keep telling us this is all climate change, but it ain't the worst we've ever had. So what does that mean? Was the worst we ever had uh, the number one worst storm, which was the Hurricane Elvis? Uh, was it the ice storm? Because that was cold and hot, two different things. And uh, But they still continue to say it's all it's, it's horrible. It's never been this bad before. A tornado that rips through a community is bad. What I contend is there are more people living in this country than there ever have been before. There used to be tornadoes that go across country and didn't hurt anybody or tear anything up because there wasn't anybody there. But now we got almost 300 million people living in the United States, and many of them live in the areas where tornadoes uh, exist and hurricanes. And uh, so more people get killed, more people, there's more damage. Uh, but it ain't the worst there's ever been. The worst. Hurricane to ever strike the United States was Galveston. Something like 100,000 people got killed in Galveston. Of course, they didn't have the early warning uh, technology that we do now. But at the same time, there's never been anything close to that happening before. And it was as much to do with the tidal surge as it was the uh, the winds and the hurricane itself. So I just always sit there and say, you know, Take precautions, do whatever you can to, to take care of your family and, and, and watch the weather. But don't buy into all the stuff about uh, this is the end of the world and because they've been telling us it's the end of the world since, uh, since I can remember. And, uh, and then in the meantime, the World Health Organization, I read something where they met last week and they've already come up with this new credit score they're going to start putting us all on. That if you use, uh, and, and now you've got those uh, those uh, remote-controlled uh, energy monitors on our houses. It used to be electric meters. Now they can turn them off or turn them on from MLG and W, and uh, they can monitor how much energy you use. If you turn up your air conditioner above 75 degrees at some point in the future, and they tell you not to, they can turn it off. Uh, that scares me more than all the other stuff because they're, what they're using all that stuff for is to take control of all of us. And uh, I, uh, that that concerns me. And the fact that they're going to say the World Health Organization is going to be the one calling the shots. Well, how does the World Health Organization get control over the United States of America? We're a sovereign country. But uh, according to them, over 80 countries are on board with this, including the United States. It doesn't surprise me a bit. Joe Biden sold us down the river along with all the rest of John Kerry. I mean, he flies around in his private jet, charges it all to us. And say, well, I've got to go because I'm an important person. And if I don't take my jet, I won't get there in time to warn you that the world's coming to an end. Well, and who's facilitating that, John? And then, so, I don't know. I just get, I, I get really perturbed with him. And uh, I guess on the good side of things, uh, McCarthy, uh, the speaker, is threatening AG uh, Attorney General Garland with impeachment. Uh, there are more of these whistleblowers coming forward. Five of them today, and they say there are five more that are coming out and saying that Merrick Garland, uh, who has come out in, in front of uh, the House uh, uh, Oversight Committee just last week, said that he uh, gave this uh, 
district attorney in Delaware full control over the Hunter Biden investigation. He could do anything he wanted. He could charge whatever he wanted to be charged. He could go anywhere out of state, do anything he wanted in the investigation of Hunter Biden. And then it comes out that they was, he could do anything he wanted to except go to Hunter Biden's house and search it, Joe Biden's house and search it, Joe Biden's beach house and search it, talk to Joe Biden, mention the word the big guy, um, could not interview Hunter. And so, and it goes right back to, to Merrick Garland, who said that he uh, told him he could do whatever he wanted. Well, it's coming out that uh, the head, the, the attorney general or the district attorney in, in Delaware has told many people including investigators for the IRS, that he didn't have the power to do that. And when he asked for power, he was turned down by the Department of Justice, which is uh, Merrick Garland. Uh, said request for a special counsel protection and blocking uh, indictments against Hunter Biden in Washington, D.C. and California. So we need to get to the facts, and this includes reconciling these clear disparities. U.S. Attorney David Weiss, who's the guy in Delaware, must provide answers to the House Judiciary Committee, McCarthy said on Twitter, if the whistleblower's allegations are true, this will be a significant part of a larger impeachment inquiry into Merrick Garland's weaponization of the DOJ. And not only that, he lied to Congress when he got up there and said, no, I made it. he had more power than a special prosecutor. He said, if the whistleblower's allegations are true, this will be a significant part of this impeachment inquiry. Uh, IRS whistleblower Gary Shapley testified the U.S. attorney in charge of Hunter Biden's investigation, David Wise, said he wanted to bring charges in D.C., but was denied. Many of you balked. Didn't happen. No way Shapley could have known that. Now here's some more from Shapley. Uh, it says, um, uh, said Ian Sam, spokesperson for the White House Counsel's Office, responded to McCarthy in a statement on Monday. Speaker McCarthy and the extreme House Republicans, get that, extreme House Republicans, are proving that they have no positive agenda to actually help the American people on the issues most important to them and their families, he said. Perhaps congressional Republicans are desperate to distract from their own plan to give more tax cuts to the wealthy and big corporations and add more than $3 trillion to the deficit. So what they're doing is instead of saying, Instead of investigating Hunter Biden and the big guy, Joe Biden, they should be out there helping the American people. <laughs> like Joe's out there helping the American people. Uh, just makes you crazy. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, then we'll come back and wrap it up. I'm going to find some good news to leave you with, so stay tuned. I hate to interrupt that. I love that song. <laughs> Frank Sinatra. We're not going to get to him. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this. Uh, this is uh, this took place Saturday afternoon at the Hueys in Midtown, the original Hueys at 1927 Madison Avenue. Said according to witnesses who spoke to police uh, for the report, two women and an unknown man walked into the restaurant just after 3 p.m. and began beating a Hueys worker with their fists. Video shot by a diner shows one of the women waving a handgun. Another employee tried to pull the three suspects off the victim, police said, but had to let the victim go and run back to the, into the back for safety. The three suspects drove away in a restaurant in a gray Pontiac, but a few minutes later they returned. A Hughie employee said one of the women came through the front door and yelled at him asking where his cell phone was. 
When he replied that he didn't have her phone, the woman allegedly pulled out a handgun from her waistband, pointed at the employee, and said, I ain't afraid to shoot this place up. And uh, he said then when police arrived about 3.30, they said the fire department was placing the victim on the back of an ambulance with lacerations to the back of his head. According to police report, he'd either been pistol-whipped in the head or thrown to the ground in the attack, causing him to lose consciousness and for one minute suffer a mild seizure. The victim told police that back in May, he and two female suspects worked together at Chipotle and had gotten into a fight. The victim was fired from Chipotle and placed in, on authorization to arrest, police said. Police said they searched their records and confirmed that the three had been involved in a fight at Chipotle in May. Today's incident seems to be some sort of retribution, the report says. Uh, and... Uh, Anyway, they put out a statement for Huey's. Our team is deeply saddened by the events that happened at our Huey's Midtown store. They closed for the rest of that day. Uh, but you can imagine what it's like trying to run a restaurant now with employees that you hire, uh, and hopefully they'll show up and come in and do their job, but then have people that have a beef with them coming through the door with guns and beating them up. I mean, it's like a war zone out there. And it's... Uh, there is some good news, though. The dozens arrested in the smash-and-grab burglary st- scheme. That's where, you know, uh, Buster's Liquor really backed a truck in there twice since last August, stealing $10,000 worth of stuff. Then how many stores, over 100 liquor stores in Memphis in the last year have been robbed exactly the same way? They call it a burglary, but I call it a robbery because they're, they're breaking in stealing everything, including cash, whatever they can get their hands on. But Memphis police arrested dozens of people connected to a recent string of smash-and-grab burglaries. MPD launched an investigation called Operation Broken Bottles, which makes sense, since that's what they always would do is break bottles, crash it into the windows, which targeted burglars using sledgehammers and stolen vehicles to damage the front windows of businesses, steal the merchandise inside, and take off. The businesses included liquor stores, clothing stores, cell phone retailers, and smoke shops. Now, police have arrested 23 people involved in the operation. These 23 face charges of including burglary of a business, auto theft, theft from a motor vehicle, unlawful possession of a weapon, and prohibited weapons. Investigators also identified 25 additional people who say they assisted in the organization uh, in organizing the burglars, and 15 of those 25 have been indicted. Of those 15, eight were already in custody. For four have been arrested. One turned himself in, and two remained at large. Efforts made to affect these arrests are only a piece of our overall strategic crime reduction plan. We remain laser-focused on arresting those who commit violent crimes against members of our community, says Police Chief C.J. Davis. <coughs> these are the, uh, the people, and look, I want you to listen to the ages of them. Stanley Rayner, 19. Montario Pfeiffer, 19. Courtney Owens, 19. Samuel Childers, 31. What's a 31-year-old guy hanging out with a 19-year-old for? I'll tell you why. Because the kid just was an 18-year-old, and they were using all these 18-year-olds and 17-year-old kids that don't get punished by the law enforcement because they're underage. There's another one, uh, Dion Bird, 25. James Thomas, 41. Uh, Cameron Triggs, 19. Jalen Triplett, 19. Carl Turner, 25. Lawrence Anthony, 34. Jalen Bonds, 24, Donye Webb, 21. What they need to do is get them in there and get them to turn state's evidence on the other culprits 
and uh, and then lock them up. And that's the key to it. You got to start locking these people up. Then they do the same thing with the car thefts. I guarantee you that when they finally start cracking down and catching these car thieves, which they've caught over two hundred twenty-five or twenty-two hundred of them since the first year, they get they've arrested that many. And and I don't know how many are in jail right now, but they they should all still be in jail. Yeah, that would cut down on the thefts because I guarantee you. It's there's they'd say twenty two hundred arrests, but I bet the the number of people is in the three or four hundred number. Uh, so they just got to start sending them away and and do what the Germantown police did in Germantown over the weekend is go break this stuff up. They see it going on out doing circle burns and stuff like that, arresting them for disturbing the peace, reckless driving, um, whatever they can get them on. Because if, if you don't, they're just going to keep doing it. I mean, why would they not keep doing it? I mean, you look at any spoiled kid you ever met, it's because their parents let them get away with it. Well, I guess we got to be the daddy. Somebody does. Okay, here's the good news I promised you. The newest Bucky's location in Tennessee opened yesterday morning. Elected officials, including Tennessee governor, spoke at the grand opening ceremony. And you say, well, what is a Bucky's? And a lot of people have never eaten at a Bucky's, uh, or never even seen one. It's the largest. Uh, uh, convenience store in the world. Colin, have you ever been to a Bucky's? I have not, but Dad has. He he absolutely loves the place. So I need to stop by sometime. Well, there's one now uh, in Tennessee, and it says that uh, also spoke at the ribbon cutting ceremony the governor did and joked about the friendly competition between the states of Texas and Tennessee. This all started in Texas, as I understand it, it was a couple of guys who got together. They'd worked in the restaurant business before, and they said, you know, if we could design the perfect place, what would it be? And, uh, but these are six things you should know about Bucky's spanning over an acre and a half. The new location features the world's largest convenience store for the time being, as well as a 250 foot car wash. In addition to the 120 gas pumps, think about that for a minute. Most gasoline places you go to got like four, six, maybe eight pumps, 120. They got it. This new Bucky's. Bucky's visitors often rave about the store's beaver nuggets, the fresh hot brisket. The brisket is fabulous. They do these brisket tacos in the morning. Fabulous. I always get like four. I eat two, stuff two in my pocket <laughs> for later. Beef jerky and the specialty decor. And oh, they had this, the cleanest restrooms you've ever been to. If you want to start marking how you're going to get to somewhere, uh, start looking for Bucky's. They got, you go in and the restrooms are huge. I mean, there's like 80 stalls and each stall has its own wooden door and there's no spaces underneath where people, you know, put mirrors underneath and send you messages and stuff. You have a private bathroom to yourself. Anyway, if you get a chance, hit a Bucky's near you. You won't regret it. That's our show for today. We'll be back tomorrow, same time. Thank you for joining us and please join us again tomorrow.